Welcome to SaltCast. Again, my name is Bob Turner, and I serve as the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And our goal is to try to provide a resource through these SALTCasts by which leaders can gain strength in the role that they have within God's church, and at the same time, to provide a resource to prepare the next generation of those who will be leading. And again, we have with us Brandy Kendall. Thank you again. I know that uh, you've spent a lot of time with us and the information that you're sharing is so helpful, so beneficial for the church. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for dedicating your life to doing this because I know it's going to be a great resource uh, for many people across the world. It's a need for all of us. Yes. And we have covered a lot of different areas uh, in regards to conflict, conflict resolution. I'm sure we're only touching the tip of the iceberg in regards to this subject. (laughs) But the area I'd like for us to focus on today really involves, as I mentioned in our last session, some steps uh, of a very practical nature that would help leaders today as they think about what can they do to prepare themselves to be ready to address conflict when it happens and to find some way to find solution to that conflict. Okay. I... uh... Again, I'm, I'm going I'm to approach this from a somewhat simplistic point of view. Good. Okay. Uh, when when I am asked that question, what what do I do first? Uh, how do, how do I start the process? Uh, I, I find myself coming back to some things that are so basic, they're they're simply forgotten. They're so simple that they're simply forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writer in Proverbs 19:11. Said it makes good sense to be slow to anger. It just makes good sense. Uh, and he, and then goes on to say that it's the glory, it's our glory uh, when when we allow ourselves to overlook the conflict itself. We're told biblically that what comes out of the mouth comes first from the heart. From the heart. Again, the nature of conflict is based on the relationship, how we get along. And it comes down to how I view myself and my passions out of, out of James again. And so the challenge is the beginning place is is to understand the nature of the body that that we're a part of. And and I'm talking about conflict now, very situational. Uh, Dealing with conflict in marriage, it's based on a clear understanding of what marriage is, what binds us together. If if we truly believe that uh, our marriage is a covenant relationship given to us by God, and that that covenant demands sacrifice on both our parts, meeting one another's needs, where my goal is to meet your needs, your goal is to meet mine, and not vice versa. Marriage is not about you meeting my needs. Marriage is about me choosing to meet yours out right. of a love relation. Now, the first steps come down to that. It comes down to understanding in marriage anyway. That's the nature of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing would apply in church. We have to come to understand what is the nature of the body of Christ. The first step is understanding that God has always wanted a healthy relationship. That's the nature of the garden. 
Right. And the nature of the garden was, uh, we're going to walk together in a garden. We're going to have this perfect relationship. Oh, by the way, the only thing that's going to break this is if you choose to be first. Disobey. Mm-hmm. You choose to be God. Right. And what happened? <laughs> okay, now, now that relationship is broken. Right. And, and since that time, God's plan, he says, my goal is to make sure that in the end, we bring that relationship back to, to its greatest glory. Meanwhile, I'm going to give you the body of Christ, the church, the place where my people bought blood bought by Christ, given the challenge of the pre- my presence within them through the spirit of God. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that you have everything that you need for that body to be as healthy this side of heaven as it can possibly be. Now, the first steps to, to, to bringing conflict into a healthy kind of understanding is, is understanding the nature of the body of Christ. Right. And, and, and that means I have to understand my relationship to God because I can't understand your relationship to God, our relationship to God without first beginning with me. The body is built on, on the reality that, that you and I are perfect. Yes or no? Uh, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> in, in fact, so it's built on the fact that it's while we were sinners, while we were yet in, enemies of the cross, that Christ died on that cross so that we could have everything that every, every spiritual promise we could ever want. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Ephesians 2, Ephesians 3. We could get in. There's so many verses here, but but the reality, the bottom line is the body of Christ is built on the fact that I understand who I am in relationship to God. Okay, imperfect, made perfect, guilty, made not guilty, separated, brought home. Any number of ways for us to look at that. Mm-hmm. So the first thing for leadership to do is to understand the nature of the body. We're all individually imperfect, and yet all individually made right yes. and righteous before God. So conflict begins with creating an atmosphere in the body of Christ where we understand our goal is reconciliation. God always wanted us back in a relationship with him from Genesis 3 on. Everything has worked towards that. It doesn't change now. That's right. And so the body of Christ is a place where in spite of our differences, in spite of our different priorities, in spite of our need to be in charge of different aspects of our own lives, it's a place where all of us working together are, are to find the healthy solutions to the distance that those, those realities create, the damage that's done when we fail to do that health in healthy ways. The body of Christ is a place where, by nature, we're called on to support one another. Out of the 20-something different one another verses in the New Testament, every one of those is about the nature of our relationship in one form or another. How about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. How many of those are relational? All all of them. Relational. Yes. So every single aspect of, of this person that we're supposed to be in our relationship with Christ um, love one another as he loved us. Okay, that means taking up your cross and following to what extent. We go to 1 John 3, 1 John 4. Here's the measure of your love. Now, it's in God first. He is love. 
Right. But but how does that apply to you? Well, it applies this way. You saw him die on a cross so that you could have this freedom, this new relationship with God. He says you're to love others how? In the same way. In exactly the same way. Now, it's those basic understandings that is the beginning place for conflict resolution. And in, in practical terms, that means being an example of that love. And, 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 and that means patience, kindness. Oh, yeah, the fruits of the spirit. And, and it's not teaching them as, as intellectual ideas to be passed on to the body of Christ. Right. It's being examples of those things in the body. That's the first thing I would tell a leadership to do. Mm-hmm. That's where I would ask them to begin. Is first, you understand what God has done for you in these areas of spirit. And then allow those areas of spirit to have a reality in your own particular life. How does How should that affect your role as a leader? When someone falls and stumbles and distance is created, how do you invite them back? How do you love them back? How do you forgive them, for instance? Do you forgive them in word or do you forgive them in action? Right. When they're forgiven, do they still have a place now? Do you invite them back into service? Do you give them the freedom to, to once again be okay in, in the body, as, as it were, rather than keeping them, you know, showing distrust and, and, and showing impatience, continuing to show impatience. Those are challenges. Right. Very practical challenges. So, so it comes down to, again, how do you understand forgiveness? How much were you forgiven? If I can understand that, then I can ask the same question, then how do I forgive you? Right. Um, again, those fruits of the Spirit are, are pointers. I think every one of those is a pointer towards a relationship, including joy. You know, how is joy relational? Well, well, joy is something we're intended to share. It, it affects our worship. It affects right. our relationships. It, it affects our ability to see one another through new eyes and better eyes. Rather than seeing your problems, I'm going to see the joy that, that you actually bring to my life rather than the fact that we're different. Sure. That, that your color is different from my color. Your opinion is different from my opinion. Right. We focus on, on, on what Christ came to do. And that was to take that out of the way to consider you and your interest before I consider my own. Uh, again, rather than giving you a long list of what I will call just practical things to do, every relationship demands something different. Sure. And, and so the most practical thing that I can ask you to do is please stop and consider what God has done for you. And, and then to ask you, okay, in this particular relationship, in this area of your service as a leader in the church or your role as a preacher or as a teacher or whatever it might, or as husband, whatever your role that you're playing here, mm-hmm. and we're going to go back to some role and, and values oriented kinds of solutions. Mm-hmm. But, but based on those very basic fundamental things that you have within you, knowing what God has done with that. Now, what do you need to do in this circumstance? Sure. What you do for your wife will be different than you do for a child, or what you do for your wife would be different than you would do for me, circumstantially. But the same basic goal is in mind. Sure. Okay. Love, joy, peace, patience. 
you know, you're going to find peace with your wife differently than you would find peace with me. But in practical terms, your goal is still to find peace. Right. Um, and, and again, uh, James says, the source of this conflict is you. Christ says, if you will sacrifice self, take up your cross and be willing to sacrifice yourself on a daily basis, then you can actually follow me. So, so practically, we've got to start thinking in terms of individual relationships, healing those individual relationships, taking a look at the damage that's been done in whatever the obstacle might be, the distance that's been created, and find the practical steps back, mm -hmm. back to uh, as healthy a relationship as we possibly can get. I was thinking about the letter that Paul wrote Philemon. And the approach that he took, because obviously massive conflict between Philemon and Onesimus. And here Paul is writing to resolve that conflict. And the principles that you're talking about is exactly how he appealed to him for the for love's sake and the value of, of what Onesimus was going to bring, not just as a slave, but as a brother, brother. and to take him back under that basis. And so I'm sitting here just thinking, wow. It, it, it really is simple. It's just hard to apply and to make happen once we get into that conflict. Because this kind of solution always means I have to begin with a personal evaluation. Mm. You know, the basic fundamental, you know, the, the lesson we all know about conflict resolution. You see a speck in your brother's <laughs> eye, what do you do first? Take the beam out of your own. Okay, yeah. and, and and what does that demand? Self-evaluation. And and that's that's where this conflict resolution is going to have to begin. Right. And it always begins first and foremost with my heart. Why does this conflict exist? Why is this problem the problem that it is? I understand the difference in opinion, but why have I allowed that to create distance? Why have I allowed that to create damage that that now has a friend no longer a friend or mm. a brother in terms of no longer being a true brother right why am i so willing to give up space that god has bought through christ and 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 it always demands first and foremost that i stop and evaluate self mm. uh, we're very quick to put all the blame on on the other guy right and the most practical thing i can do is stop and say wait that may or may not be the case, mm -hmm. but to allow the conflict to exist, I have to be responsible for my side of my side of that relationship, yes. period. And so the most practical thing to do that I know of and, and that I can think of is based on the relationship we're talking about, the conflict that we're actually addressing is to examine every single one of those situations in light first and foremost. If I'm going to see the speck, which is okay if there is a speck to see, but I have to stop and, and examine myself in light of that. Right. That means the log in my eye means, okay, how do I want to respond? Yes. Knowing where I am coming from, how am I going to love you the way he loved me? Mm -hmm. How I am I going, how are we as a leadership going to do this in such a way that the community that's watching on from outside knows that we love each other enough to live through this and to work through this and to be the best that we can be? How are we going to take this conflict, this difference in opinion about this doctrine or that doctrine? And even though our church buildings have the same name outside, we can't fellowship with one another mm. as a leadership. 
understanding right. that distance, what's that demand from you? Instead of putting all the blame, well, you've got this all wrong, and, and focusing on how wrong you may or may not be, understand that the challenge, the, the, the God relationship, the one that really matters to the Father, is that we're the body of Christ first, and everybody around us needs to see that love and mm, that devotion. That's right. So my first question is, what are we doing as a church to establish that relationship? Or what are we failing to do as a church to make sure that that's the one thing that matters? Right. Now, how we do that in practical terms would be different depending on the sure. relationships. But the most practical thing I can say is stop and, and evaluate the truth. Right. What is the issue? Not, not the surface things, but that part of you that James says is the battle that's really going on inside of us of who's important, what's really first, what's really right, what really is supposed to make the difference. Is it your desires that create wars? Okay, or is it God's desires that bring peace? And, and so we've got to decide in very practical terms how we're going to play that game. Right. And, and how we're going to assume that role with those values. So um, it's the beginning place. And I love it. I and it's, and it's great. I tell you, I, I've said it before, but I'm just amazed how quickly the time slips by when we're talking. And sure. I hope that in, in the future, we'll be able to do more uh, of this and have okay. some more that we can discuss in regards to uh, other areas besides conflict resolution that you and I have discussed in the past. But thank you for taking time today to be with us. Thank you for tuning in and listening to uh, the SALTcast. And uh, I pray that these have been beneficial to you and to your leadership uh, and as well will help prepare future leaders. But thank you for joining in. We look forward to the next time.